0: The nebraska football roster well you'll need a piece of paper with the new roster on it by the time we get to the season you are locked on huskers your daily podcast on the nebraska corn huskers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hey gang dp here uh, thank you for joining us on locked on huskers uh, making Locked Huskers your first watch listen each and every single day. Greatly appreciate you hanging out with us for this segment. This episode, will go through a couple of things. We'll talk about the offensive side of the ball, scholarships only, because there's some numbers to pay attention to over the course of the next few weeks. I want to thank the folks. This episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked Make every moment more. FanDuel.com/slash lot done to get started today. Eagles Super Bowl, one and a half. That's the favorite. What do you do? Put it in the comments. Again, like, follow, subscribe if you would, please. Uh, we spent yesterday's episode talking about the defensive side of the ball and scholarships. Raska has 85 scholarships that it's allowed to carry. We're talking about scholarship players only. We're not talking about walk-ons. Um, we're talking about the existing returning players players that we know, and then we will talk about players who are on scholarship. And on the offensive side of the ball, I just want to point out, as as the lead-in spoke to, you will need a full roster sheet to track players this season. When we get to spring game, you will need a whole new sheet for numbers and jerseys and to keep track of who's in play. Why do I say that? Currently on the Huskers roster, there are 103 scholarship football players. 103. They're allowed to carry 85. Which means, in short work, they have got to eliminate 18, at least 18 players. Either remove them from scholarship or remove them from the program. 18. So imagine half the play, like nine or ten of the players that we we talk about today, will not be a part of this team. Th- those are some pretty daunting numbers. Those numbers just flash at me. 103. And that's where we currently stand. that's not to say that all 85 that would be left stay on the roster. So we'll go through, we'll we'll start this segment. We'll go through quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, then we'll go through tight ends and offensive line. Uh, we'll talk about the, the the special teams room uh as well. But this coaching staff has a full bounty of work to go through on the offensive side of the ball. Now, today there was a presser. Uh we got to meet uh Coach Wager and Coach McGuire, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> because there's a ton to talk about. But on the offensive side of the ball, you've got E.J. Barthel. So uh, Marcus Satisfield is the offensive coordinator, and then uh, Ed Foley will dabble. He's the special teams coordinator, but he will dabble and help uh, with some of the other positions. Uh, E.J. Barthel as the running backs coach. Uh, Garrett McGuire uh, as the receivers coach. Donovan Rayola uh, as the offensive line coach. Rob Wager as the tight ends coach. And then also tomorrow we'll talk about, Strength and conditioning, because it's a hot point, and it is a thing that people will plant their flag on when it comes to Husker football. Uh, It's a thing that needs to be discussed. Let's start with the the all-important room that is the quarterback room, and the first name that we speak of is Casey Thompson. Now, here's the thing. There are six scholarship quarterbacks in the room. Six. I'm not sure how many are gonna carry. I'm not sure what 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 the minimum would be. Um, but there's six. Casey Thompson coming off a, a shoulder surgery. Uh helped this team win six three games last year. Uh would have changed the, the 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 outlook of the season had he played all the games. Like it's just they were a different team with Casey behind center. So, but we don't know what his situation is going to be health-wise. We don't know uh, where he is mentally, right? I'm sure that the the mental work will be put in case he's a student of the game with a high football IQ. So we know that he will be prepared mentally. The question is physically uh, what the rehab will look like and, and, and what happens in that space. Trevor Purdy also coming off an injury. Through the surgery, rehab, back in the space. Logan Smothers was beat up, banged up in that space. Um we now know that, that you know that's a three-headed monster that we feel comfortable with Casey Thompson um at the lead. We know that there's a gap of talent difference and execution difference between Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy and Logan Smothers. That's, that's those are the numbers. That's not my opinion. Those are the numbers. Then, then, and then, you add to that, from Georgia Tech, a two-year starter from Georgia Tech and Jeff Sims. Now, to go and get Jeff Sims is a statement that you need to be better at the position, you need to have better depth at the position, gives you another potential starter at the position without trying to slight Logan Smothers or Chubba Purdy. But quite frankly, you have four potential starters just within that space of those athletes. And Jeff Sims, look, he's a start. He's a proven starter, an experienced starter in the ACC. He's faced some. He's faced Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Like he's been through. Uh, he's been through gauntlet. So Jeff Sims is that the moment's not going to be too big. Different style of play with the, with a new offensive coordinator. Um, I'm sure there's been a meeting of the minds with Jeff Sims and Marcus Satterfield, but that's a thing that has to happen, and that's a big part of the equation. What will be the working relationship and, and, and the chemistry between Casey Thompson and Marcus Satterfield? Husker fans a year ago understood that there was a there was space between the offensive coordinator and, and Casey Thompson. There was a space between the offensive coordinator and the head coach. I would imagine that there's not so much space between the head coach and the offensive coordinator this year because he recently made the choice and this is a new way, new marriage. We're still in the honeymoon phase, so there's not much conflict. And if you're only competing against recruiting uh, tape and, and emails uh, and social media, you can get along. Uh, All of that will change when you have to face Minnesota and P.J. Fleck and Deontay Anderson in Colorado. We'll have that discussion then at the above time. But that room is not complete because Heinrich Harburg and Richard Torres may be the two most physically gifted quarterbacks in the room from accounts and reports. We don't know for sure because we haven't seen them in that space. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Alan Iverson, my apologies. But when it comes to Tories and Hardbrook, you can go back to them in high school, and then you can talk about them in practice. But also remember, the two least experienced coach quarterbacks in the room now have new quarterback coach new offensive coordinator. So not only are they behind in experience, but they are behind in knowledge of what's, what can be asked of them. Now, it evens the playing field a bit because there's all new verbiage for everybody, but the reality is there are six scholarship quarterbacks at the quarterback room. Will more show up? I'm not willing to guarantee, bet, that this quarterback room doesn't change. Again, circle it. We'll move forward. Running back room. I want to point this out. Let's go through it. Anthony Grant. Ramir Johnson, Gabe Irvin Jr., A.J. Johnson, those four all started games for the Huskers. In the last two years, they've all started games. That is a room, again, based on what we know is experienced. Big Ten experience, uh, able to to learn on the go. They've all been coached by several people so far. You had uh, junior college transfers. You got high-caliber high school programs, So that gives you four running backs who know how to get it done in the Big Ten. Will that be the best running back room in the Big Ten? Probably not. Will it be in the top half? Probably. Add to that Emmett Johnson. Then you have additional people in the room to talk about. I said yesterday that I thought the defensive back room and the running back room were the two strongest rooms in the program. I'll stand by that today, that of all the groups that we're going to talk about today, as much as I like the quarterback room, I have more confidence in the running back room. Why? Because if any one of those four, especially a healthy A.J. Allen, a healthy Gabe Bourbon, a healthy Anthony Grant, a healthy Ramir Johnson, you have enough talent in that room for Nebraska to be successful for Marcus Satterfield Satterfield to build build on and take some of the burden off whoever is behind center for the Huskers. We'll throw it to break there. And when we come back, we will talk about uh, the wide receiver room and the tight end room. Lots to talk about there, lots to to break down. But uh, thanks for making Locked On Huskers your first listen uh, today. Your second listen, jump over uh, to the brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything on the court and off, that you need to know big-name experts, coaches, players, etc. Locked on college basketball, available on YouTube or however you get your podcast. More Locked on Huskers. Welcome back to Locked Huskers. I'm DP. 93.7 The Ticket. Lincoln America. Home of the Fighting Huskers. The Scarlet and Cream Huskers of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Not to be confused. We don't want to confuse the other Nebraska schools. We're talking about the Huskers. Uh, I want to thank the folks from uh, from from FanDuel, uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Uh, look, there's lots to, for you to figure out. Super Bowl, are you a better? Are you a wager? Do you like the the gimmick bets? Do you like? What do you What do you need? Well, you can go to FanDuel.com/slash locked on. Claim a no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Uh, and, you know, have some fun for Super Bowl 57. You deserve it. You deserve it. Go ahead. You have my permission. Go. Go. Tell them DP sent you. Um, talk about the running back room, and Quentin Ives and Emmett Johnson are factors that we can play in. Emmett Johnson has some buzz because of his workout. And so when coaches behind the scenes talk, That's a thing that uh, they're curious about. Um, Here's a room that you have to really highlight. If I asked you how many scholarship-wide receivers there were at the University of Nebraska, I'm not sure many of you would hit this number. If I said 10, is that a lot or not enough? 12. 14? 14? 16. There are 16 scholarship wide receivers. And here are the returning ones. And, oh, boy, listen to this. I just want to point out, the ones that we know, right, the ones that we know, Marcus Washington, right, wide receiver number two last year. He was 2A, right, so we understood what it was. Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, who was a starter in week one and moved away later. Xavier Betts, who was a starter two years ago before leaving the program and coming back. Alante Brown, who has been the circled highlight, future potential, skill guy, flexible, super talented, high IQ guy. Tommy Hill, who started, was a starter as a corner going into last year and then moved over uh, to wide receiver uh, towards the end of the season. Their names, Josh Fleeks, Billy Kemp the Fourth, Sean Hardy, Victor Jones Jr. Uh, those are all names that are in play. And those are just some. That's half of the scholarship room. That's half. Those eight are half of the receivers in this room. Now, mind you, if you never have enough speed. Uh, you can have enough, never have enough special teams guys who can fly down and make you look good on special teams, all that. Same thing with defensive backs, and we talked about it yesterday. There's a ton of defensive backs uh, on scholarship, right? So there are 11 corners, nine safeties, three nickel backs, <laughs> three nickels on the defensive skill set group. There are 16 receivers. I'm going to say this again. You're going to have to have a scorecard to keep track of who is who, because there are a lot of guys that you're going to have to keep track. Bonner is a guy that you're going to have to keep track of. Uh, There's the freshman, local freshman Malachi Coleman. Elite speed, elite size. Okay. Do you count on him to be an immediate factor? Do you count on him to move above Anybody we mentioned in the first first group? Somebody with Big Ten type speed? Somebody that was recruited by everybody in the Big Ten conference? Jaden Doss, another speed burner. What, what, what do you do? Bryce Turner, Jalen Lloyd. What do you do in that space when there's 16 talented young men and you need to clear 18 spots, at least 18, at Least 18. Amazing to think about and ponder. Amazing. Tight end room. You have six quarterbacks and 16 wide receivers. (laughs) Six quarterbacks 16 wide receivers. You have eight tight ends. Eight tight ends. Thomas Fedoni is the guy that everybody has thrown their their pennies and nickels and dimes into the wish into the, into the wishing fountain and hoped for good luck and wish we wish to see him checked all the physical boxes when it comes to tools top-rated tight end of his class we haven't seen him injuries not his fault but state the fact we haven't seen him don't know what we're getting don't know if you can count on them number two Uh, Eric Gilbert from Georgia, throw confetti in the air, blow your trombone, uh, do the triple eight water all over your face and all over your head, because he again, checks all the boxes for, for depth, talent, uh, level of play situational awareness has played in national championship games, uh, played in conference championship games, competed in the sec at the highest level. Uh, got reps next to the first tight end uh, that will probably be, be drafted in the NFL. <laughs> like he's been in the space and been around greatness, so he understands how much. Uh, how much of that leaves Athens and shows up in Lincoln in full? Uh, if season starts and Gilbert is tight end number one, we celebrate. We celebrate more if both Fedoni and Gilbert are healthy and in the lineup week one. Then, oh, then we can start to rub our hands together and go, okay, now I'm, I'm really leaning in and I'm curious. Now, Gilbert hadn't done anything for Nebraska yet. Neither has Fedoni. What happens? If, if That doesn't work. A.J. Rollins. Metro. I mean, we did, all the boxes are checked. New age tight end can stretch the field, great ball, great great awareness in space, uh, can make folks miss, can power through, can finesse all those things. We saw that's what we saw in high school. We haven't seen it at the Nebraska level, we haven't seen it at the Big Ten level, but at least we have some idea. James Carney, who was big time wide, wide receiver, uh, at Beatrice, we, we kind of at, at, at Norris, we knew what. He was, as a, as a big wide receiver, it has yet to transfer to this level yet. But it doesn't mean. If you're looking for a guy who who caught a high number of, of, of important passes in high school, James Carney fits that. He checks the boxes for that. Chris Hickman is a veteran. He's been in the program. He's been injured. He's been injured. Great special teams player. We know he'll be out there. He'll be in that space and he'll do his thing. Uh, but can he contribute to the offense? And a necessary level. Now, 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 those five, five of eight. Then consider uh, Ismo Flores, Ismo Flores, legacy kid. Dad was was a baller. Comes from a family of athletes. Okay, he's a freshman, brand new. Chase Androv, Brogi Brody, Brody, uh, Ta- Tagaloa, Tagaloa. What do you do with young talent? You don't want to throw them in the deep end and say swim. You need to prepare them to, to, to be in the deep end so that they can be successful at swim. But you have eight tight ends. Remember the number, 18 players that we talk about are not going to make this roster, not going to be on this roster in a couple of months. As a matter of fact, I, I'm willing to, to wager that it's probably more than 18. You ready? Are you ready? Gotta talk about the offensive line. Yes, we do. <laughs> we gotta talk about the offensive line. Just gonna point that out. Uh, we'll toward the break here because there's a number. Again, I'm asking you in your head, how many scholarships do you think are in the offensive line group? Uh, again, we'll thank the folks from FanDuel Sportsbook. Philly is a one and a half half point favorite. The over-under is 50 and a half. Where do you go? Who's your first t- td? Is it Hurst, is it Hurts? Is it Kelsey? Is it Sanders? Who do you think it might be? Is it Mahomes on a keeper? We'll find out all of that and more. Go to fanduel.com slash lockdown. Get your, get your prize. Get your free claim. We'll come back. We'll talk about the offensive line group, the pipeline. Here, we'll come back to lockdown. Welcome back. Final segment. Of Lockdown Huskers. I want to thank the folks from Lockdown Sports for allowing us to bring this to you and the folks from FanDuel. Um, again, the FanDuel Sportsbook app, it's safe, it's secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid on your winnings instantly. That's FanDuel Sportsbook. Check it out. Um, as for the number of offensive linemen under scholarship, here's some. I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of names. Yeah, these are all guys under scholarship, right? Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran, Ethan Piper, uh, Norton Willie, uh, Hunter Anthony. Those, those, those five were part of last year's roster. Often in, in, in the rotation, in the last two years, in the rotation of guys who played games in the Big Ten conference. Henry Lutowski, pretty Teddy Prahaska. That puts you at seven players who had at some point played and been a part of uh, Nebraska football in the Big Ten conference. That gives you seven. Remember, you brought in additional people, so let's talk about Ben Scott, who will probably be penciled in as the as the starting center. Hunter Anthony, another big on the on on the wing. Ed Setter, uh, he's also in play. Hmm, hmm, that quick count says we're at eight. There are fifteen offensive linemen under scholarship. Justin Jenkins. Circle it. That's a name you're going to need to know. Jacob Hood, circle them. That's a game that you need to know. And here's the thing. If those two who were brought in under scholarship probably are under consideration for the starting position uh, at whatever position they're, they're, they're talking about, that puts you at 10. That's your depth chart of one and two. And if you're going to lose players, remember this. Uh, Gunner uh, Gatola is a, is a local guy that I, I don't think that happens. Right? He, I, there's a reason why he was brought in. Legitimate in the space. There are five. Brad Nutskin, Sam Sledge, uh, Mark, uh, Mason Goldman, and uh, uh, Jason Masijak, uh is the 15th person under scholarship at the line position. 15. Again, 103 Scholarships are currently uh, being listed and offered at this moment. 85 is the limit, as I said, to open this, 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 this episode. 18 players, at least 18 players, will not be a part of this program. At least 18. This coaching staff has a lot of work to do. And all these players under scholarship have some looking over their shoulder to do. Security is not guaranteed. We went over the defense. We'll talk about special teams tomorrow. We'll also talk about the coaching staff. We'll talk about some of the things that are in play. And we'll talk about the 85 scholarship because that is a number that is vital and a number that is important and a number that will play out uh, throughout the course of of this offseason, this improvement season. Again, thank you for making Locked on Huskers your first listen today. If your second listen, check out Locked on Huskers College Basketball. Uh, Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton will bring you through uh, everything on the court and off, plus you'll hear from uh, big-time coaches, players, etc., and you'll get the full landscape of basketball. Locked on college basketball available on YouTube and whatever way you get your podcast. We'll close this episode with the three words we love so much. Go Big Red.